Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how are you doing? Oh, What's going down? I'm good, Chris. Uh, I do not mind admitting that I'm feeling a lot better than I was uh, around about this time on Friday morning. Uh, last Friday morning. Mr. Jet Lag. Uh, well... I had jet lag most of the week. That's what comes from um, doing a, a West Coast little little road trip. Um, and I've only just settled all of my uh, bills, hotels, with my friends that I was out <laughs> there with. Um, there's nothing more. We did this kind of like um, thing where you put all of the expenses in like this app, and it splits it up, splitwise, I think it's called, ah. and it splits it up, and it kind of. And it, you know what? Uh, that sort of pernickettiness, uh, I'm not really sort of game for, but. There was quite a lot of money sloshing around for you know um, uh, dinners and and, and 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 Ubers and petrol and stuff like that, and it's a really nice mm. way of doing it. Um, and also, when you are looking at your um, American Express, your Amex uh, receipts, you it's quite nice to sort of revisit and sort of Google some of the places you may have been to try and figure out was this booze <laughs> I was buying or was this food for the group uh, because the prices seem to be exactly the same. <laughs> Fifty quid ago, some people <laughs> some people use a scrapbook. To yeah. Remember their holidays. Yep. Pete Dolson just goes through the invoices and the bank statements for his Amex card. True, honestly. True. So um, and then so last <laughs> Thursday, I I'd been having it for a couple of days. And look, if you've it wasn't a particularly heavy week, but if you're having a, a, a slightly heavy week than what you're used to, drinking alcohol, um, you may spend a few days sort of recovering from it, having the sweats, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But mm-hmm. what I wasn't expecting was um, two or three days of uh, chest pains, <laughs> back. Pain, Pains, uh, oh um, tightness behind the jaw, and uh, palpitations followed by sweats. Now, it, it, if you've ever sort of looked at the common uh, sort of signs of heart disease, <laughs> it's Jesus. up there. It's up there, um, and uh, it, it coincided with the day that I actually went for a just a random sort of um, checkup, a random medical, where I mm. um, they tested my cholesterol, tested all my fats and my salts and my sugars and stuff like that. Turns out, Chris, I'm not in bad nick. 
apart from the chest pains and the oh. tightness behind the jaw and the pains in the arm and the and the palpitations followed by sweats. I'm not too bad. Um, but the uh, but the but the palpitations and, and stuff were worrying me. Palpitations everyone has. You know, I have them when I'm tired. I have them mm. all the time. You know, it's just one of those things in this like just a, a slight arrhythmia, whatever you call it. And that. Um, but the, I couldn't. I was like, oh, this is all a little bit worrying, and 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 I can't see any. I couldn't get to to a doctor. The doctor wouldn't see. Uh, the right, doctor right. didn't have time. The doctor said, "Look, if you have fucking all of these symptoms, just fuck off to the hospital." I went, "Okay, then I'll pop off oh to the God. hospital, and then you know, say, can you look? Just give me a fucking ECG and just fucking check my blood. You know, just 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 look after me, please. I'm not feeling very well." And this was like so much removed from the holiday. I was like, "Well." You know, it's it's probably not that. It probably was that though. Um, and so I just got Kenny checked out, <laughs> and um, and uh, so they did like the so so I arrived there eight p.m. on Thursday night, right? I passed it on, on eight p.m. eight thirty p.m. on Thursday night, and I get out of the hospital nine a.m. the next fucking day, Chris. Oh my god! To over twelve hours in A and E, just. Like just, I watched. I, I don't need to watch TikTok anymore. I've watched all of them. I've watched every fucking <laughs> recipe for baklava, every last uh, putting a bra on. I've watched every man testing out different kinds of uh, Chinese uh, um, uh, yeah, power tools. I've, tr- I've I've done everything, Chris. Everything has been watched. Everything has been experienced, and I am now the font of all knowledge when it comes to TikTok and Instagram algorithmic stories. I am across everything. Because I watched all of them, because I was in A and E for twelve fucking hours, and um, Jesus, I all for nothing, all for, all for nothing. You didn't and, even and have the, heart disease. And oh. they, and and I, I, uh, so that when you go in, you've got to have a cat. Um, uh, I always say canola. It's not that, is it? It's cannula. <laughs> Cannoli <laughs> is something different, something delicious, uh, something that might uh, contribute to heart disease. Um, they give you a little um, uh, cannula in your arm, so it's like a little permanent, little or semi-permanent little um, access to your veins. Mm. Mm-hmm. If, if they need to administer drugs or if they need to take blood samples, they can do it. I think. I think that way. Um, and so, I, so I. So they put that in when you first get in. I always think I'm good with needles. I'm not good with needles. I fucking hate them. They're rubbish. Um, mm. But um, but they put it in and they take my blood and she she tries in my in my wrist. Even though I told her you can't get blood out my wrist, it's like a stone. No one's ever been able to get blood out of my wrist. Oh my it's God. amazing. Um, so she, she managed to get some out of my uh, out of me out of my arm, and uh, and this and and of course at about on, on a Thursday night, it's not as bad as Friday or Saturday night. 10 p.m. The drunks start coming in. The cokeheads start coming Shit. in. Who think they're going to die? They all start rolling in, and they are chaotic, and they are chatty, and they are pissed. And uh, there was this one bloke who um, I don't think he was homeless. I think he was just very uh, um, uh, he was pisshead basically. Uh, and he were, did. Right. He, he was sort of sat in a. He'd got wheeled in, in a wheelchair, um, and he, which he didn't need. He was just pissed, and he. Um, basically <laughs> proceeded he kept on wanting to go to the toilet because I mean he's pissed um, and he's making bad decisions so he keeps and he's this gigantic guy and he was stood up and he just did this theatrical fall like backwards like 
across the whole of the reception area and no one else has given a shit and I was like right he's coming right for me I'm going to have to catch this 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 you know he's probably about 60 oh pisshead um and I caught him and he was the lightest man in the world probably because he's an alcoholic wow. but he's lightest man in the world I caught him but he he elbowed the cannula <laughs> he elbowed the cannula Chris which oh like did something God. to my vein uh so when they when they when they took it out uh, at the end of the the, the 12 hours um it was it was a fucking mess. Like there was just blood oh. squirting out of my fucking veins. It was horrible. So in summary, the refer me to a cardiologist. I'm sure it's fine, but it was just you, you got to get these things checked out. I would have done it with the doctor, but the doctor wouldn't see me because the fucking NHS is on its knees. And then you're sort of going, all right, then I'll go to a fucking <laughs> cardiologist and I'll fucking pay um, pay for like a private private service, and, and and you know the tests will be quicker. Um, I'll be seen uh, better. It, you know you won't feel like such a drain on the NHS. And this is how the fucking Conservative Party and their austerity measures over twelve years have gotten us. Because you think I'm <laughs> gonna fucking pay money to a to go private which I can't really afford but it seems very necessary in this case uh, and this is how they get you they gut the services and then you are forced to pay their fucking Tory donors you know into private healthcare it drives me fucking wild Chris it drives me fucking wild so that's how You're my week's angry. gone that's how my week's gone you angry your canola bar where it is I just want a can- canola I just want a cannoli <laughs> I remember though when I, I went to hospital last time I went to hospital in the UK was with Natsuki because on mm. Natsuki the movie uh, he bumped uh, his neck the week before after we saw you he mm. like nearly broke his neck right yeah. we went to Brighton Horrible. Hospital and it was the it was really really bad yeah. like your recollection of drunkards and people coming in like that shouldn't really have been there we were no. sitting in the waiting room and they were just coming in spilling in causing mayhem mm. disrupting all the nurses and I just felt so bad for all the doctors and nurses that having to mm. deal with this, like drunken morons coming in, smashing shit up, while there's actually patients in there, like Natsuki and other people, yeah. who hadn't fallen and nearly broken their neck in a wind tunnel. But like, it, it was really bad, and I was like, holy crap, what, yeah. what is this? This is so bad. So I have a, <laughs> after that, I had a lot more respect for people working oh, I, in the health I do, service I after do not seeing know what they, they go it. through. And, and, you know, I was, I was triaged uh, higher than most because it was, a, you know, chest pains and all that shit. But, um, mm. I, you know, there were people who, who, who were behind me who had, like, you know, poorly wrists and stuff who there was one guy who had like a um he'd clearly broken his wrist or something and he decided uh to put like you know all those big clamps that you get <laughs> on in photo studios those big plastic clamps that um uh, clamp up um kind of yeah. background f- f- canvas mm, he'd mm. put one of them on his hand because it felt better oh my and god just, but he was just slowly weeping through the night and i was like this is just oh this my is just Lord. the worst but uh yeah good on good on the emergency staff for uh for, for for seeing me and seeing the people they need to, they don't need to put up with the shit that they put up with, um, and they don't well, I mean, need to be paid as little as they get paid, and they don't need to work as many hours as they should do, but as they do. But very uh, true. That's I'm still traumatized the, the time I stayed. <laughs> the government. <laughs> I stayed at a hospital on a ward, and uh, I'd broken my wrist mm. on a trampoline, like you do, like you do. And I remember the I was in like the children's ward because I was like 15 or something, <laughs> and the little girl next to me all through the night. Just watched the movie Free Willy 3, the shit sequel. <laughs> and I could just hear, like, jump, Willy, jump. And just, I wanted to, like, throw the fucking TV out the window because it was literally just next to me. And I was yeah. like, it's 3 a.m. Stop watching a film about a fucking whale, or whatever <laughs> it is. 
go and go to sleep. And mm. I remember that so vividly, even though it was 15 years ago. And that is my motivation to not go in a hospital again or break my wrist. Mm. Although I am doing a boxing match, so I'm setting myself up to fail, aren't I? In yeah. What, six weeks' time now? Fucking hell, I'm terrified. I, I think I'm, amateur boxing shouldn't exist because you are putting a strain on health services in America. <laughs> I, <laughs> how how does me. that work then? It's me so, with my so, deadly wrists. So, so, so you're presumably, when you go to uh, Los Angeles and do the old boxing, you have mm. travel insurance. I'm sure boxing is not covered in your travel insurance. Is, is there like a, a, like basically a doctor and like emergency services on hand uh, as part of the actual uh, the actual kind of show itself? Presumably that's the case. I certainly hope so. But I am getting yeah. travel insurance. I don't know if it covers it. I hope it does. I need to check <laughs> on that. Imagine if I get knocked out and get a bloody two hundred thousand dollar bill because yeah. American private health is terrifying if you don't have it so yeah I, I need to look into all that I'm sure it'll be fine yeah. I'm sure precautions are in I'm place sure I hope fine. they are sure I'm just worried about turning up to Los Angeles jet lagged and then going into a chess boxing match like that's not a normal thing to do no um, or just, just chess boxing in general yeah like it's pretty terrifying I keep trying not to sort of think about the act of sitting in a ring moving pawns around and kings and queens with tens of thousands of people watching and yeah. as you play apparently you have the you have headphones on to drown out the noise right right you play with headphones on you have your two minute round or whatever take the headphones off 90 seconds of boxing if you survive that round you go back carry on the chess and do that for four or five rounds right it should be pretty good en entertainment to be honest providing yeah. I don't get checkmated in six moves like uh, <laughs> some some people do but uh, yeah I've currently been like working my ass off with chess because I screwed my leg up last week if you might recall yes. running down a beach like a moron I uh, haven't been able to train that much this week and I'm feeling very lethargic because mm. I can barely get out of a chair I, it's, it's almost better now but the moral of the story is don't run down a beach with a surfboard and if you do look where you're fucking going yeah how, it how really is your, isn't good has your ankle uh, recovered any it's almost there it's almost back to where it is or cool. wh wh where it was a week yeah. ago but yeah it's definitely not the best time I should be furiously boxing at this point doing shadow boxing and training and running mm. and I've done anything you just have to do you just basically yeah. having to do um just just the chess, chess. part <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of been good in that sense i've been able to focus on the chess and i have discovered that i i definitely i i i'm all right at chess i'm okay but i have this really short attention span problem and it really helps like i just struggle to focus on the pieces and what's going on right and that is my achilles heel how good are you at chess i never heard if you can play or not so my so my friend uh alex uh my best friend from whom he is really fucking good at chess like he's uh, we're mm. on when we're on the holiday he had his little google chromebook and his mobile phone and all he was doing was playing chess he absolutely loves it he watches chess he watches chess streamers he watches chess youtubers he's just obsessed with the fucking thing uh, as a 41 year old man and um uh but but in in response i said right give me your like give me your account i'm going to play some games of chess 
Oh no! And I must have tanked. I lost every single last one of them apart from one. <laughs> uh, I, lo- I timed out one and uh, lost nine. So uh, in response, uh, Chris, not very good. We should play a game though. We oh. can play online. There's nothing to stop us playing online, okay. is there? We can have the big chess championship. The 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 Donaldson um, Broad. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, display. <laughs> Sorry, display. <laughs> the Donaldson Broad Foundation. Yeah. It's not quite make a wish. Exactly. It's more make a reasonably priced wish. Do <laughs> you want? What do you want? As long as it's under twenty five pounds, <laughs> your wishes can can come true. Yeah, exactly. Um, I yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Chess is good fun. Apparently, it's chess is all the rage at the moment, right? Because yeah. of the movie The Queen's Gambit with Anya mm. Taylor Joy, which came out like two or three years ago, but it's still very popular. Yeah. In the same way that when Casino Royale came out in two thousand six, it sort of kicked off. Uh, a wave of popularity with Texas Hold'em Poker, which oh, I got really? swept up in. Uh, it's the power of film. It just kicks it all off, That's doesn't hilarious. it? Hilarious. Queen's Gambit. And yeah, watch it. It's a good film. It's a good, it's a good TV show. <laughs> I watched that as part of my training, and I learned absolutely nothing. We've got a story here from Charlotte from Manchester, who says, Hello, Catnip, Cre- Catnip Chris and Puppy Pete. Oh. I'm looking for a flight to Japan, and it got me thinking about my last visit in 2016. One night, I decided to go for a late-night stroll around the gorgeous lily pad lake in Tokyo Park. I'd only seen pictures, so I was really excited to see uh, now that I had a spare evening. When I arrived, I was starting to find hordes of serious-looking salarymen gathered around, clogging up the whole pathway and making it almost impossible to walk along. They were all staring at their phones. I wondered what the heck was going on. Giving up on the thought of a relaxing walk, I stopped and tried to catch a glimpse of the screen. Then I saw it. These serious-looking middle-aged men were all engrossed in a game of Pokemon Go, looking for monsters to catch. It was utterly bizarre seeing men in suits swarming uh, just to catch a virtual monster. Is Pokemon Go still a thing in Japan? And did you, uh, or do you, play the game? All the best, Charlotte from Manchester. Uh, I have never got into Pokemon Go. I find it very boring and very dull, catching nothing imaginary creatures it's not my idea of a fun afternoon but it is still popular you have these weird moments walking down the back streets of Sendai or any city in Japan where there's just like three or four like 45 year old men with their phones out looking very shady and then you catch a glimpse of the screen and they're fucking <laughs> trying to catch a Charizard or a Blastoise. And it's like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? I never got into it, though. <laughs> what the fuck is it? What, what are you doing? Go home, go home. Stop this. <laughs> Have you, did you yeah. ever get into it? You seem like a, a Pokemon Go kind of man. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I uh, have never played a single Pokemon Go game from the Game Boy uh, Advanced or Game Boy uh, original games. I've never played Pokemon Go. <gasps> I've not played the new Pokemon game. I watched, I think, the first few episodes of Pokemon when it was on the telly on ITV. Oh, yeah. When I was at university or college. It was yeah, very bad. That's, that's about it, really. Yeah, that's my whole I mean, flirtation with Pokemon. <laughs> it was a pretty awful show. I remember watching it as a kid, but in hindsight, it hasn't really stood the test of time very well. <laughs> Pokemon Pokemon uh, Yellow was a good game on old Game mm. Boy but uh, yeah I never really got into it either I remember being part of the craze like 1990 or about 2001 when everyone was buying like Pokemon cards and you'd encourage your mum to spend £5 on a pack of like 10 cards and then 8 of them were the same in every fucking card pack and then if you were lucky you got one new one 
Yeah. And I remember they were going for like ludicrous prices. My friend, who was rich, from a really rich family and a bit of a dick, he was always like showing off his shiny Pokemon cards that his parents had spent like $250. Right. £250, sorry. Like snapping up for him. And it was just like, God damn it. And he always had, when there was the the yo-yo craze that came before that and all the kids had yo-yos <laughs> he got like the magic bullet six yo-yo that was like made out of gold and vibranium and it was like fucking hell always and I, my mum got me like the cheap yo-yo from Poundland and I was like god damn it why yeah. can't we be rich <laughs> why can't we be rich <laughs> why, why can't, can't we be, be rich off? enough to buy this tat that will be worth this nothing crap yo-yo yeah. the craze died after about four weeks and everyone moved on to the next mm. thing which was Tamagotchi's did you, did you, did you well, see that's that story guy, for another day did you see that guy who um, had a Pokemon I don't know gold or silver I don't know the games at all to be honest it might be red mm. like an old um, was it Game Boy Advanced I think it was a Game Boy Advance uh, Pokemon game or colour or, may, or mm. maybe the original colour yeah it might be he had a um, cartridge that had um, he'd, he'd spent all of this time sort of collecting mm. this very specific Pokemon that's you know he took he must have put like 200-300 hours into it you know it's all about the grind those kind of games isn't it um, yeah, yeah but uh, he must have spent like three, when he was a kid and he found the cartridge that this very specific and very precious Pokemon was on and what he'd done when he was a kid, he had used some kind of hacking mechanism to hack into the data to improve his Pokemon, but he'd uh, <laughs> he'd killed the Pokemon what? in the in the in the process. And I think after you after you kill oh a Pokemon, God. I think it goes into like a Hall of Fame kind of thing. I th- I, again, people who are, um, know their Pokemon games are probably very upset at how I'm sort of describing all of this. Pokemon but, genocide. <laughs> it's in <laughs> the old, it's in the old graveyard, but um, and. Uh, that he basically employed this guy, this YouTuber, who does this sort of thing to resurrect uh, the data on this particular uh, card uh, or cartridge that hadn't been used for for decades, uh, and he had to sort of employ another guy who had the technology and know-how to resurrect this data um, and they went through the houses so far like they, 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 this took them like weeks and weeks and weeks to resurrect mm. this one Pokemon that this one lad <laughs> discovered and trained up and accidentally destroyed something like what, what is it like 25 years ago um, and this, it was a really sort of heartwarming kind of um, archaeological dig so to speak but in the digital space you see these <laughs> sort of things all the time but it was a really really good example of it I'll try and find the video and I'll, I'll check it up online but it's a, it's a really nice little kind of you know little kind of snapshot in time of uh, of kids um, playing Pokemon and, and, a, and a man who'd grown up and sort of his, his Pokemon meant a lot to him because that time of his life was probably the happiest he, he ever I- I enjoyed so uh, it was a really nice video and I, I do like those kind of videos that um, you know reconnecting someone with their past is really nice hmm it's crazy to think it's it's coming on almost twenty years now since Pokemon kicked off, right? Like, yeah. that's incredible. That's quite an achievement. I have to say, like, to last that long as a sort of craze, yeah. it's had its ups and downs. But the fact that it's still going strong is just a testament to its brilliance. Yeah. And I I kind of regret sometimes not getting more invested in the world of Pokemon. Mm. I was a time when I remember I could like wheel off all hundred and fifty Pokemon um, when I was like. 15 and uh, now I can't tell you barely 10 <laughs> but well done Pokemon well done we've got well a story done. here uh, it's, there's Pokemon wait am I, am I getting this right there's Pokemon world somewhere in Japan right 
Am I getting that right? Oh, I don't know. Pokemon World? Yeah, no. no, it's Mario World. It's Mario, Mario World. Yes. It's Universal Studios, right? Yeah. And something recently, the, the news this week, something rather grisly was found at Universal Studios. Uh, they dug it up. And uh, it wasn't a Pokemon. It wasn't a Mario character. What did they find underneath Universal Studios? Mr. Dalson. What's the news bones, of the week? Bones, 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 looking for a good time. Human bones. They found human bones uh, near <laughs> Universal Studios Japan uh, from a man <laughs> who died two years ago. They discovered these oh, bones. God. A man who they say is 158 centimetres tall. Not helpful. Uh, and that he died about two years ago. Um, the cause of death is unknown, uh, but they're trying to um, identify the man. They found black trousers and a belt near the scene. But uh, an employee at the amusement park found the bones uh, on October the 12th in shrubbery uh, along a road west of the premises, away from all of the attractions and stuff like that. But yeah, this, this guy sadly died um, in the, in the under, undergrowth uh, near or on the uh, the, the, the ground that uh, holds Universal Studios Japan. Um, presumably, whoever is tasked with um, maintaining the hedgerow in question is promptly being fired because if you can't. <laughs> spot a dead guy in your hedge uh, I don't think you really should be working there to be quite frank yeah it's very bizarre like, there's a, <laughs> a bit of a mystery there isn't there it's always something in Osaka the mysterious bodies that wash up are always in Osaka and uh, mm. there's really not much more to go on to be honest yeah. the fact that it's bones after two years is pretty bad uh, there was a much more interesting news story though that wasn't was less far less mysterious this week uh, over in neighbouring Kyoto, just up the road from Osaka. Uh, Japan's oldest toilet was damaged <laughs> by a driver who drove into it. Did you see this in the news? I did. I saw this did this it, morning. Make the headlines uh, the in the man, UK. The rightly man, so. The man whose job it is... It, not only that, the man who drove, backed his way into the world's oldest toilet, or, or Japan's oldest toilet, the communal uh, <laughs> loo at uh, Tofukuji in uh, Kyoto, dating back to the 15th century, designated as an important uh, cultural asset um, he is the man whose job it is to preserve Japan's cultural heritage and he put his car in reverse smashed through the door <laughs> of the toilet and absolutely totaled the, 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 the bog <laughs> what a muppet one wonders if this is the same man who is trimming the hedges at Universal Studios yeah equally incompetent but uh, yeah this toilet right it dates back something like 500 years it's yeah. called uh, Tosu restroom right it's an important cultural property like it's it's so old it's got this it's, a, it's designated as a cultural property and it was built 500 years ago for the trainee <laughs> monks uh, it's got a, it's got a two metre tall Double door and interior pillars, or at least it did before the before the car went driving straight into it. Before the Toyota was reversed into it. Um, but yeah, I don't know how he could have done this. How how does one drive through a temple and into a, a designated toilet? It's quite yeah. a way as well. If you look at photos, right, the toilets are good sort of. 10, 15 metres inside the building. Yeah. So if he floored it in the wrong direction, he, he didn't like... There, there must have been a good 10 seconds of, oh, is something... Am I going the wrong way yeah. here? Before he hit his foot on the brake. Well, the, the, actual, the, the, the actual latrine itself is, is, is technically undamaged, but it's like basically he'd smashed into uh, the toilet. And it's what makes me laugh is, like, we're learning about um, communal toilets. I didn't know anything about communal toilets uh, in, in Japan. Oh, you haven't lived. The unused communal toilet, known as 
the Torsu, uh, was built in the first half of the Munamachi period, uh, 1336 to 1573, uh, and is located inside the temple. It's nicknamed the Hyakusashin, which means the 100-person toilet. <laughs> At least didn't destroy all 100 toilets. Yeah, yeah that's my college. One, one foul swoop. The 100-person toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, the good news no is, because it's not fully broken, it should be uh, up and running again in about yeah. six months into the new year. So yeah. it's not it's not all else lost. It can be there, back and ready for when Pete Donaldson returns to Japan to see it with his own <laughs> eyes. Are you allowed to wee in it? Who knows? Uh, no. no. No, you are not allowed to oh. use the toilet. In fact, you can't even go in and like touch it, which is the one thing you should do when you go to Kyoto. You can only see it through these holes in the building. You have to like go up to the side of the temple. Bigger hole now. Uh, up the building. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now you don't have to peek through the hole. There's yeah. just a big gaping five metre hole where the Toyota went through. Decent. Dear, oh dear. Japan's toilets desecrated. Desecrated by the very man who swore <laughs> to protect them. We'll be back in just a moment with your stories, comments and questions in the fax machine. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss now we're back with the fax machine what do we got this week from our listeners Mr Donaldson we got a message from Najib oh did we hear from Najib a few weeks ago I seem to recall anyway uh, hello Chris Beats I started cycling to work uh, about a week ago uh, in the UK. I was wondering what it's like to cycle in Japan. In the Wacky Weekend video, you seem to have some cycle lanes to follow within the cities. Chris, you did allude to the danger of lorries hitting you. I just wonder how cycling in Japan compares to the UK. I, uh, do, we have this, do we have this message a little while ago? Or is this, or is this just a very quite a similar one talking about... Because you've been cycling, I suppose. There are Déjà quite vu. a few people asking about what it's like to cycle. Um, in between cities, there's actually 
quite a lot of space for cycles but I imagine as you get into the cities um, you're kind of jostling between uh, you and the, uh, mm. the little the little Toyota pickup trucks that uh, frequent the centre of cities and towns I mean I, I don't think we did have this question recently I don't right, think okay. we've had this um, but it, I mean I simply don't think I have the confidence to cycle in the UK like I've seen how reckless drivers are how angry British drivers are towards cyclists right there's just a level of disdain that is absent in Japan people are because everyone here has ridden a bicycle at some point uh, in their lives as a school kid or in their early years of work like people are way more mindful of cyclists and there are a lot more cycle lanes in general whereas in the UK people just want to run over cyclists for fun it's a really mm. toxic dynamic and I, I just don't think i have the confidence to do it outside of like the scottish countryside or the countryside in general in the uk but to cycle through a, a, a british city yeah I, I just feel like you're that's you're courting death yeah. to be honest <laughs> uh japan they're way way nicer uh, and, and way more thought has gone into the cycle lanes mm. we got one here from Rebecca from Seattle who says hello carnivorous Chris and primal Pete my husband and I were planning to go to Japan next year our friends have expressed interest in tagging along one of them is a very picky eater don't let them come trust me on this mm. is there a safe dish that is served in most Japanese restaurants in America you can usually just get chicken tenders or chicken strips as a backup do you have any suggestions of how to get around people being picky in Japan thank you guys all the best from Rebecca in Seattle I mean you've had a you went on tra- travelling with a picky friend didn't you Pete you've always talked about did he, did he come to Japan did he like you put him through his paces here um, I'm trying to think who's, who's like a picky eater in my kind of I've known people who have gone to Japan and uh, and, and and found it um, relatively easy. I think to, uh, to 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 get over that particular. I think it's hobby. easy. It's a piece of piss, isn't it? Piece of piss. There's there's always like food you kind of understand on the kind of like easier um, end of Japanese food, like you know gyoza and stuff like that, like gyoza noodles, like burgers. Like there's always something available, like fried chicken. Yeah. The, the thing with like picky eaters is, uh, from my from my. Uh, uh, you know history and, and, and from from my um, experience I mean they're picky but like they'll happily eat like any old rotten chicken burger chips like mm. fried in whatever they've got lying around so it's kind of yeah it's it, like they're, they're, they're familiar with food that they're familiar with um, but in Japan you don't really need to worry do you Chris and we've had this question again nah. we've had a similar question before because you know people do worry a little bit and I think that's fair but yeah you can get uh, you can get kind of it's not a problem I, yeah. but I do remember there are some I, you know it's sad I, I can't stand picky eaters I have a few friends that like it and it's just like come on just try some new food for fuck's sake like, I remember I worked with a guy in uh, Yamagata prefecture he was a Canadian dude and he was nice but and it was a big but he only ate two things number one was McDonald's and uh, number two was Pizza Hut and he lived for about a year and a half in this town <laughs> and that's it and died li- quite literally <laughs> he lived for a year and off, a half <laughs> off of McDonald's and Pizza Hut and yeah. every time we went to an izakaya with a group he would sit there and he would have he would just eat some chips he'd eat some mm. like french fries and yeah. that would be it yeah it's fine let him get on with it <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It felt like it must have been a disability more than anything. Like that is not normal, right? Just to eat yeah. like Pizza Hut and McDonald's for eighteen months. 
that's a bit odd. <laughs> but, you know, I, Japanese food's not for everyone. There is a lot of fish. If you don't like fish, you're in for a nasty shock when you get here. Uh, I was staying at Nyokan the other day, two days ago, and every course was just fish. And mm. it's okay, but if, you, if you're not a fishy person, I thought, if you're not I a fishy you- person... <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, I thought you're not you gonna, gonna like it. I thought you were gonna say that um you <laughs> I thought you were gonna say what? that uh, if 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 you're if you're you don't like fish, um a lot of the security staff at the airport are fish. <laughs> like I thought that was gonna be the pullback <laughs> and reveal in their little security <laughs> costumes. <laughs> ah, there's fish everywhere. Oh, oh good god. <laughs> oh good god. Alright, Pete. Take it away with the next question. What we got from uh from London? Uh, redacted from London, in fact. Dear Cardinal redacted. Chris and Pontifical Beat, my girlfriend and I have recently booked a trip in late November to visit a friend in Kansai. The trip itself uh, comes right after her birthday, and I've come up with a plan of organising a secret 24-hour itinerary for her uh, with a proposal icing the cake. Whoa. Oh, lordy. Wanting to base this 24 hours somewhere a little off the beaten track, where would you recommend as the best day trip within reach of Kobe? With thanks a whole bunch, redacted from London. Please factor in some jet lag sleep you do not want to be asked to get married when you are feeling bad <laughs> looking terrible sweating etc I remember we had a story once where someone someone was proposing to their girlfriend and he was like let's go out to this beautiful park and have champagne she was yeah. like no I want to go to bed and she didn't get the hint and he was like no no we should really go right now to Tokyo Park and, and, and enjoy and she's like no I've got jet lag I'm tired I hate you and yeah. so he didn't he wasn't able to do the proposal on his Japan trip so yeah be be wary of that Mr. Redacted um, I mean any ideas Pete day trip within reach of Corbett we did stay Ooh. in a log cabin style place on the mountain over Corbett mm. I don't think Kobe's a very nice place to propose as much as I like it I would probably get the train about an hour towards Kyoto and do it there because Kyoto's imagine like oh yeah I proposed to my wife in Kyoto that that's pretty damn cool yeah. I proposed to my wife in Kobe everyone's like is that the place with the beef and the earthquake like, <laughs> you know go I to mean, the ancient capital of Japan Don't Himeji Castle to take the top of Himeji do, yeah. it, do it at the top of Himeji Castle maybe I did think that, but it's very touristy, and right. it just might just be a bit rubbish. Yeah, but that would be cool. Imagine getting like a proposal photo with Himeji Castle, Japan's most picturesque castle, in the background. That would be a great Instagram story, hmm. and that's the most important thing when it comes to a proposal. <laughs> a Waji Island for your Twitter. How about Instagram. that? Like the island. Waji Island. Yeah, they've got nothing but a monkey sanctuary. Could well, do look. it there, or they've got a, the they've got a really nice bridge. Wrist. <laughs> yeah well they've got the Akashi Kaikyo bridge the biggest hmm. suspension bridge in the world Could yeah do, it there. do that yeah <laughs> castles bridges temples monkeys the possibilities yeah. are limitless Correct. and all those places are one hour outside of Corbett but best of luck to you uh, Mr Redacted good luck mm-hmm. to you that'll be pretty good let us know how it goes yeah. drop us a message please do love to find out where you did end up proposing I vote bridge do the bridge if oh, you want to know what the bridge, bridge looks like go and watch the Wacky Weekend episode with Connor came out last year hmm. where we were stayed in the worst hotel in Japan. It's right at the start of that. You get to see the bridge there. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to a Brawn Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week to do all over again. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Ta-da.
is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 